This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Ready to be babysat, especially if my babysitter's Samara Weaving. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Okay. So, yeah, the first time watch for you, correct? Yeah, I've not seen this before. One of those ones, like, I've always... It, this is a Netflix original, I believe, right? Yeah. One of the ones I would always see on, like, the Netflix thing, where you would go to the horror section of Netflix, which is pretty shitty, except for, like, The Ritual is good. I would say now The Fear Streets are good. Like, there's a few okay ones on there. And then you would see, like, The Babysitter. It's like, oh, that looks kind of interesting, but I would never watch it. I'm glad that I was finally kind of forced to watch it. Something I love about this show so much is, like, it makes you watch things you might not otherwise. Yeah, exactly. But this is from 2017, directed by Mick G. What were your overall thoughts since you're fresh into this? It was fun. It's worth at least one watch, I would say. There's a lot of times that the character does things where you're like, why wouldn't you just run away? Why are you going, like, back? But overall, it was fun. Yeah, I probably watched this movie like six times. <laughs> what? I, I, I enjoyed I it. This movie a lot. I enjoyed it, but I can't imagine watching this like again. I've watched it a couple times on my own, and then in my defense, there's other times like I was with other people and they were watching yeah. it, or like with something on Netflix to watch, like horror comedy. I should suggest this and be there and everything. Have you seen the sequel? Yes, I have. How is that? It's good. It's not as good as the original, in my opinion, but it's not bad. bad. I, that's a spoiler. I can't say that. Jenna Ortega's in the sequel. Oh, really? A, a pre-fame Jenna Ortega. Gonna dance, dance, dance with her hands. hands that's not even the song. That's not even the song in the show. It's so mad. It makes me so mad because I didn't even watch the show. I just knew the cramps were like the song and they replaced it with... I like Lady Gaga. She's okay, but... The fucking cramps need more press than Lady Gaga. Yes. So, this movie also marks what I think our second Samara Weaving movie within like a month. Yeah. Six like a month ago? That's close, right? About. There's a a trend I've been seeing. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you're picking up on this trend. I like Samara Weaving. She's nice. She's funny. Ready or Not still probably my favorite role of hers. Oh, Ready or Not was so good. Um, like, Scream 6 was a fun thing that she did in that. But yeah, this was also good. Anytime I see her show up, at first I kind of got her a little bit confused with the girl from Happy Death Day. <laughs> what? Yeah, I just see a blonde. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're not a uh, redhead. The girl, the girl from Happy Death Day is cool, too. I don't remember her real name, but Tree. But it reminds me of that same kind of character or whatnot. Of like, she's really funny or whatnot, and yeah, definitely. So, um, I don't think I have too much background on this. Directed by Mick G. I don't know what kind of name is it. What is a Mick G? It's a thing on the McDonald's menu. Yeah, like was this guy trying to come up with a name? Like another yeah. Greg, a fellow Greg out there, and he oh. instead of Greg of the Dead, he went Mick G. What was the um, human centipede guy's name? It's like something like that too. It's like oh, a Tom name. Six. Yeah, it's like you're not Nikki Six. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what Mick G had to bring us. So, oh, uh, starts- Mick G and a fuck ton of producers. Anyone I recognize? Uh, no. Um, okay. Brian Duffield wrote it. Okay. Sounds vaguely familiar, but I couldn't eh. say. Starts with our main character, Cole, at school getting a shot, and he's terrified of the shot. He is afraid of everything. This is just the first setup of that. And I love that, like, the school nurse is like, come on, man. Like, 20 minutes ago, we were cool. Like, I said hi to you. You said hi to me. Like, I've been doing, like, 
these shots to these kids all day long. You're the only one that's taking so long. I got 80 some kids behind you. And he like gives them the shot and he like screams throughout like the entire school. Yes, exactly. Um, after school, we're introduced to his friend Melanie, who is also his neighbor, and her dad has a midlife crisis car. Oh my god, it is. He like pulls up, he's like blaring like Motley Crue, he's like revving the engines, but he's also in like a polo shirt and he's balding. He has like a beer gut. He's like, come on! It's like, uh, I love she's like, yeah, he got that car to piss off my mom, but it didn't work because it's just a car. Dude, this guy looks really familiar. Is he in other stuff that we know? I don't know. What's his name? Uh, whoever the dad is. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Cole's on his way home because the midlife crisis dad does not give him a ride. And we are introduced some, to some bike bullies. Yeah, it, this reminded me. There's a lot of bullying at the beginning. And it just really. Cause how old is Cole? Do they say. He's like, supposed to be like 13, 12, 13, maybe. So, like, middle school to, like, freshman in high school? I would assume so, yes. I don't know, though. Okay. Because there's so much of this of, like, okay, yeah, I remember just, like, all the kids were super shitty to each other, but every once in a while, for some reason, they'd be kind of cool and, like, help you up. Yeah, here and there, so that's kind of realistic. But... He's getting picked on by these bike bullies, and B shows up. B, Samara Weaving, his babysitter, and saves the day, pops the bike tire of the main bully, whispers something in his ear like that she would do, and he's like, oh, you're crazy, or something like that. You sick bitch, or something like that. <laughs> yes. She gives Cole a ride the rest of the way home. They seem like they have a good relationship. Like, this seems like the oh, babysitter yeah. you would want to have as a kid. Well, it seems like... Exactly. It's like the dream babysitter, especially like later on when they do the montage of like all the fun things they're doing. But number one, she's like really cool and whatnot. She's joking around with them. Number two, you're like in middle school or whatever. The super hot girls hanging out with you. Plus, because at one point, doesn't he mention like someone asks him like, oh, do people make fun of you for still having a babysitter? He's like, yeah, until they see like how she looks and then they're jealous. Exactly, yes. But, but did you get the awkward scene where, like, they're driving and they're joking back and forth, and then B, like, leans over the seat, and it's just, like, Cole just staring at her boobs, and then she catches oh, him, yeah. and he's like, like, looking off into space, like, nothing happened. Nothing is spoken, but you can cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. Brett, I feel like you'll be a fan of their tradition of the E.T. fingers. Oh fuck! It was like ain't yeah. I was at that point. I was like that lost a point for the movie. <laughs> Mentioning ET, I figured. But Winston Cole's home. His mom's setting traps for mice and rats in the crawl space. And this is just a setup that there is a crawl space and there's creepy things in it for later. There's also I, tarantulas. Yeah. So look, are tarantulas native like to anywhere in America that I'm unaware of? Because they're popping up a lot lately. I think the only reason movies use them is because they're a big enough spider that they can, like, kind of wrangle them. It's yeah, not just you like have to zoom a, in on it. Yeah, you know it's, it's not there. Like a, a crazy fast spider that's going to get away from you and just run away. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Leprechaun just a little bit ago had the random tarantulas in the basement. Oh, but every single time, it's like when I see superworms. I'm like, that's not a maggot, that's a superworm. <laughs> Yeah. That's not a wild spider, that's a tarantula. Yeah, someone's pet is like, that's a well-fed, like, tarantula. That's probably treated better than some, like, 20s actors. Yes. But I love Cole's like, do you think I'm a pussy mom? And she does, and um, you know, a mom is supposed to say, no, honey, whatever's gonna help your kid feel better. No, honey, you're not a pussy, you're the bravest man I know. And you know mom's lying, but you just need to hear it. Yeah. Mom is kind of like, well, you know, you're not so bad, basically. You're, you're sensitive or something like that. It's, a, it's okay to be scared all the time. And it's like, oh, thanks, mom. Yes. Later, the dad and Cole are at a racetrack, and he's like, okay, start it up, everything like this. And he's trying to teach Cole to drive, but Cole is too scared to do it. He's like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I love you get the line of, 
hey, we're making progress. You started it this time. You put your seatbelt on. You started it. Like, next time you'll get there. And then he's like, you're ready to be, uh, you know what cops love? Donuts. And he just starts doing donuts in the car. And you could tell, like, the dad's having a great time. And he's, like, Cole's, like, trying to pretend he's having a great time. But he's like, I don't like this. Oh, yeah. That was relatable, though. Like, I've been in those kind of situations. Yeah, where dad's like, come on, this will be fun. And you're like, okay, dad. <laughs> um, That night, dad's watching Mad Men in his room. And Cole's like, what are you watching Mad Men? Uh, not for you, maybe a few years. Cole goes into his bedroom and binges the entire show all night. Yeah, he just stays up all night. On the bus the next day, Melanie's well, talking to him about his babysitter and everything. This is the line you're talking about. Like, uh, they do make fun of me, but then they get jealous once they see her. I also want to mention, I love he binges all of Mad Men. And at the very end, he's like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> but his friend Melanie's like, yeah, you should stay up one night. Do you ever stay up when you're supposed to be asleep? No, he goes, because babysitters have sex after the kids are asleep and a boy will come over. Ew, I'm not going to be a perv and watch them. And it is fun. It's like that kind of like middle school type thing of like edging them on. Like you could like kind of have watched the porn. So you kind of know what sex is, but you're also yeah. like, it, it's very still like extremely new. So you're just like, Ooh, I wonder what it is. And then if you actually walk down on two people fucking, you'd be like, Oh, what the fuck is, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's vaguely aware that it's a thing. He just doesn't have all the details down. Yeah. Yeah, because at one point they think they're going to have an orgy. Because they're like, multiple <laughs> oh, people are I over. love that part. <laughs> but he sees B with some nerdy guy at a gas station, like, hitting on him, inviting him somewhere. But that's all. He looks all sad because he has a crush on his babysitter. His parents are leaving for... Where are they going? They're going to live it up or something like that. Well... Yeah, basically, they're going to go to a hotel, which is, like, Cole brings up to Melanie about, like, do you think, like, my parents are having sex at the hotel? And she's like, I bet you they have sex at your house. And he's like, ew. <laughs> but it's also, like, yeah, they're, like, trying to almost, like, save their marriage. It's, like, an understory of all this. And it's also funny because the dad's a dork. So he's like, I'm bringing my jorts. And that's, like, a thing. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I was in, like, junior high, I had a friend ask if he could spend the weekend at my house because mm. it's my parents' anniversary and they want me out of the house. Oh, <laughs> It's a terrible thing to tell your, like, middle school friends. There's, there's semen sprayed all over that house. <laughs> They're fucking in every room. They're fucking in the kids' room just because there's no other, like, they've never done it before. <laughs> I felt terrible. Yeah, like, did, did they know? Or was it just, like, you being like, oh, I know what's going on. But his parents leave, and B shows up, what up, C, to watch him and everything. And as we get the big, like, hangout montage. They have yeah. a dance party. They're swimming. They're making an intergalactic oh. dream team. This seems like the coolest night ever. They are. They have, like, this weird dance party. Then, like you said, they go swimming, which Cole just the whole time staring at B in her, like, swimsuit. Because it does almost, like, the fast time at Ridgemont High, like, bounce, bounce, bounce. Except for, like, they don't go topless in it. But it is definitely, like, the getting into the bathing suit scene kind of thing. And yes, then, like very you much said, they have the... Um, intergalactic dream team to save the universe. What and are take your down the big bad? What are your five sci-fi picks, Greg? Oh, you, I had to come up with five on the spot. Yes. Oh man, to take down the big bad, five sci-fi picks. Sci-fi horror can count. Of sci-fi, whatever kind of sci-fi, of course, sci-fi horror. Okay, so I'm gonna go Luke Skywalker. For piloting, things like this. Okay. I'm also going to take Predator. Come on, it's my boy. I figured. They mentioned Predator in their list. I'm going to take The Thing. Okay. The Thing can emulate whatever else is on this base to get to the big bad. But is The Thing going to work with a team, or is it just immediately going to, like, attack your team? In this scenario, they're working together. Okay, so no matter what. They're all like they're all on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Man, so space sci-fi. Fuck. I don't know, man. I didn't have this planned out. <laughs> no? I wrote this out because I thought this was going to be a you question. No, I didn't think of it. Um, okay, One more. Have... You have no, your pilot? Oh, okay, you have your pilot. You have some... Have like some a muscle. tag team with the thing. The muscle. I have my agent of chaos with the thing. You need like a good leader. Who's your leader? We're taking Superman. He's an alien. Sure, yeah, counts. Oh, so he's your leader. Yeah, Superman's so, so gotta be my leader. The most proper, like, good gentleman in the entire universe was a spit curl. Yes, exactly. Is in charge of Predator, the Thing, and Luke Skywalker. And just for a little razzle-dazzle, for a little extra, look, we're gonna play with some time here. No, never mind, I'm not doing <laughs> What? Don't do it. <laughs> Just for a wild card. You know, we're doing sci-fi. We can have weird time loops and everything. Of course. We're taking Luke Skywalker's dad, but as a kid, young Anakin Skywalker, pod racer extraordinaire to get them out of there when they need it. He, like, bumbled his way through all of that. But he did. So we're having him driving them all out when they need to leave. Didn't R2 do most of that work? R2 comes with them. Okay, that's <laughs> true. And according to movie rules, you're allowed to have a duo. Yes. Okay. So my five, I only have five. Picard is our leader from Star Trek The Next Generation. The greatest captain in Star Trek in the Star Trek universe and in all of sci-fi. He's got the most level head. There's never been like there was an episode where the ship just blows up over and over again. But each time he gets a little tiny, like, hint from the time loop. And he puts it all together to save them. I thought about taking a Star Trek person, but I don't know enough about Star Trek. And I'm like, Brett's going to cover the Star Trek base anyway. Oh, yes. And to go along with Picard, Picard is at his best when Riker is at his side. With Riker, not only do you get a great thinking mind, he's an amazing pilot and he's a warrior. To go along with Picard and Riker is Worf, the from Star Trek: Next Generation. Once again, <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> he is a he's the Klingon warrior. <laughs> he's one of the most fierce. Like uh, he's uh, the security officer on the Enterprise. He's super fierce. He kills without um, mercy. There's a movie where he was ready to just ram his like ship into the Borg to kill at least a little bit of them. So he's he going to like with the weird like head with like bumpy yes. like brown like with the long black hair. Yes. Okay. Worf is awesome. To go along with Worf, tag team. These two are going to be our fighters. Well, the next three, I would kind of say. Um, River Tam from Firefly, uh, Firefly, Summer Glau. She is like this badass psychic who can read into the future and can almost kind of tell what's going to happen next. So she can almost say to uh, Worf, Riker, and our next pick, what's going to be happening. She's also a badass fighter. She's really good with knives. To round out our team is The Blob. Just devours everything. Summer Glau goes, there's 50 people around that corner. The blob goes around there and eats them. Dude, if I had more time, I would have put the bounty hunters from Critters online. That would have been a good one. But, it's <laughs> just but all there... Star Trek and Firefly. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek, Firefly, and the blob. Yes. B gives her team Kirk and Spock. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day, Ripley and a Xenomorph Egg, and she has this whole like plan and everything works out pretty well. And after like all this, they're sitting out watching a movie on a projector on the side of the oh, garage, which and I love. Cole is imitating it to a T. Which I that was a really cool scene between those two of like the they've watched this movie so often. I also am just a big fan of projectors. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's super cool to see that like represented in a movie. They're like sitting outside. It's kind of foggy. They're watching it on the side of the house. 
Yeah, it, it's a cool looking like visual too. Like it's and setting up for creepy, but still wholesome at this moment. I'm also picking up on little themes. I'm like, at some point, this is going to be a showdown between Cole and somebody of like yes. this, like back and forth. But it's time for bed, and she's the cool babysitter, so she gives him a shot to go to bed. He goes, aren't you going to drink any? She's like, okay. And she goes out to the kitchen, and he dumps his shot because he wants to stay up, and he knows it'll make him sleepy. Yeah. Well, she also offers him a shot, and he's like, mm. She's like, how about a double shot? It's like, Jesus Christ, how old's this kid? Like, <laughs> but yet it looks like she goes and gets him, like, whiskey. Yes. It's not even, like, mixed with, like, a high C or anything, or, like, half and half with some water, maybe. No, it's, like, straight brown whiskey. And, like, still to this day, I had a really bad experience in high school with whiskey, so still to this day, I would, like, smell it sometimes and be like, I can't do it. But I'll, like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) But he doesn't drink it anyway, so he's okay. And he acts like he takes it like a champ, and it's just a little Bernie. But Right. At night, it's very sweet and touching. Thanks for treating me like I'm okay. Makes me feel bad for this kid. But he's pretending to be asleep, and at night, a bunch of people show up. He's texting Melanie, he's like, there's a bunch of them. And she texts back, orgy! he's like, yeah, he has no idea what an orgy is. So he Googles orgy, which is a funny thing they kind of play in this. Of like, I like how they kind of modernize it a little bit like that. Of like, Oh, of course I know what an orgy is. Google orgy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he sneaks out to spy on what's going on, and it's a bunch of them. They're doing spin the bottle, truth or dare, and um, someone, B is dared to kiss everyone in the room, kisses Max, our big jock kind of guy, real quick. Allison, our oh. cheerleader type, really hot and sexy. Well, well no, you're just, you don't want to just gloss over this. <laughs> It's like there's tongue, there's like super making out, they're like getting all into it. And it's so funny because John, the next guy, is just getting all ready. He's like putting chapstick on. He's like, oh fuck, I'm ready for this. And then B just like licks his face, which technically counts. It's like a dog kiss. Yes. And then kisses Sonya on the forehead. And then the newcomer, the nerdy guy we saw her picking up earlier, he's all nervous. And she's like, just close your eyes. He shuts his eyes. She kisses him and then stabs him in the head with two knives she just pulled out from behind her back. Yeah, because he's, like, super, like, nerdy and very shy and being very, like, well, they're watching, like, this is kind of awkward. And B is just being super sweet of, like, hey, just look at me. It's just me and you here. Just let's do this. It'll be fun kind of thing. He's like, okay. And he finally does it. And you can almost tell he's like, wow, like. Almost feels like his like first kiss, or at least first kiss with like someone like B. And then yeah, it is, I mean, look, it's oh. not a bad way to go out. Let's be real. Oh no, not whatsoever. Double knife to the fucking head, and he's not. It doesn't like instantaneously kill him like a lot of movies would do. It's just like he's like kind of like twitching and like he's talking, but he can't talk quite right, which is almost more fucked up. Yeah, and then I love what the fuck the words appear over Cole's face on the steps. There's a few cool scenes like that of, like, things will appear, like, pocket knife acquired. (laughs) Yep, and they get these chalices, and they pull the knives out to pour the blood into the chalice. The first one, no blood comes out. They pull the second one out, and all this blood just sprays all over John, who's clearly the comedic relief of these Satanists here. He's like, I'm covered in sacrifice blood. Like, it's all over my shirt. And then um, Allison's, like, complaining because, like, she just came from, like, a cheerleading thing. And there's, like, a tiny little speck on her jacket. She's like, I'm covered in blood. It goes walking away. John's like, what the fuck? (laughs) But the whole thing is they make a sacrifice and they do this ritual and all their dreams will come true. Yeah, B has, like, the ancient Satan book. Which, I always enjoy the ancient, like, Satan book. Oh, you know we're big fans of our ancient evil books. Oh, yes. The uh, Necronomicon, the, uh, that, the, all of Fear Street's about a book, basically. <laughs> yep, the, the Hocus Pocus book. Oh, yeah, that might be actually, between the Necronomicon and the Hocus Pocus book, there's like one and oh, two. Dude. 
It's the Necronomicon. Come on. Oh no, that's that's number one, but number two is okay. I love book. Um, but and then she goes, Okay, let's go upstairs and get the blood of the innocent. And Cole's like, Oh shit. And he calls 911. He grabs his pocket knife and he pretends to be asleep and they draw blood, and we've already established he's terrified of needles and syringes, and that's what they have to do. And they poke wrong, they have to do it again, but he's being very still. They chant, and they leave. And he freaks out. It's like he's been waiting this whole time to just burst. They leave. He jumps like, ah, what the fuck? He's freaking out. He <laughs> smart starts tying all of his sheets together to jump off the window, prison break style. Yeah. Oh, at the whole time, because they were setting up like he's terrified of needles. I thought he was going to, like, break somehow. And they were going to yeah. notice. For being such a chicken, he held it together very well. Yeah. But B is behind him as he's doing this, and he passes out. He wakes up downstairs tied to a chair. And his first question is, why is he shirtless? Because Max what? isn't wearing a shirt. Valid question. Because it's just like, this like beefcake dude just standing there with his like eight pack and it's like what yeah why is he shirtless and then it's funny because sonya's like have you look at him why wouldn't he be <laughs> they you know, give him a cookie and he's like i don't want the cookie and he's like eat the cookie your like, blood sugar is low if anyone knows i don't like cookies it should be you be she's like i know you don't like cookies but you just passed out I love, he, remember he has the pocket knife, and he's trying to cut the rope behind him, but there's a mirror right behind him, like, we can see you cutting the rope in the mirror! But, good on this kid for not just, like, accepting his fate like so many horror characters will, of like, I'm called, I'm dead, like, because they call him out on it, like, we see you cutting the rope, and he keeps doing it, but faster, they're like, oh, look how cute, like, he keeps going. But that's almost, that's kind of smart because they almost forget that he's doing it at one point and he gets free. Yeah, he does. B tells him it was for a science project and she goes to untie him. He's like, well, if it was for a science project, why didn't you just ask me? I want to give it to you. I know you're afraid of needles. Honestly, she's on a good track to proving her point here, like to getting away with it. Oh, yeah. If he hadn't have seen like the sacrifice. Oh, yeah. But then cops show up outside and like, why are the police here, Cole? <laughs> and they walk in and Max grabs the fire poker and just spears it through the one's fucking eye. Oh, it's badass. And then once again, like um, the kid with the two knives in his head, the cop doesn't like just immediately die. He's still kind of like, and he's like shooting still. Yeah, Allison gets shot, B comes up behind the other cop and slits his throat, and John is sprayed with blood again. Which, Allison is Bella Thorne. Is that that one that's had, like, a couple years ago, she had all those headlines and whatnot, where, like, she became a porn director or whatnot? I couldn't tell you. I never heard of such a thing. I'm I don't sure. know if that's the same one or not, but... I'm not sure. He's sprayed with blood again, and they make Cole tell them the code for all clear police code. He's like, I know you know the code. He gives them the fake one. Like, that's not the real Cole, and B knows him well enough to know when he's lying. He goes, 10-4, obviously. I even know this one. Come on. Yeah, basically, he's like, just say 10-4, all good. Like, what are you asking me for? It's funny, because, like, they give him the code, and um, the big, like, jock guy is just like, gives him the code number. It's like, okay, and Tim, you're, uh, enjoy your Tim Hortons or something like that. So it's just a code for donuts. <laughs> but Allison's like, we need an ambulance. I don't want to lose my boob. <laughs> like, there's all these lines like, no one's going to motorboat me now and everything. Yeah. One of them's deflated. Yeah, she keeps like holding it and whatnot, being like, no one's going to want to motorboat me. Like, I was so pretty. <laughs> In all this chaos, Cole runs upstairs, and John's like, I got him, runs up and ch chases him. Right at the top of the steps, Cole pushes him, and he slips on a toy car, falls over the banister Halloween end style, but falls down, and his throat goes through this real sharp award thing, and he's dead right there. 
Which, at the beginning of the movie, when they're kind of doing the pans around the house, did you see the toy car right by the banister? Yeah. I was like, that's yeah, going to come coming into play. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the beginning of the movie is all set up for things we will see later on. Yeah. But yeah, he's dead, and then Max goes up after him. Cole goes out the window with his sheet rope, and he's climbing down, and Max starts pulling him back up. Cole falls and plummets to the ground. Then he goes hides in the garage, and he gets some miscellaneous items, and horror's favorite random item that kids have, a rocket. Of course. Yeah, it just immediately, it, wants, it made me think of the gate. Of just like, why is there just this huge rocket that's going to save the day? Again, maybe this is a bigger thing and it just missed us. And we're always like, why yeah. does everyone have rocket? Maybe rockets are a more normal thing. Maybe we're just not rocket. Well, we're indoor people. We're not outdoor, like, rocket people. You can't fire a rocket indoors. Yeah, but I would, I would go outdoors if I had a rocket. Yeah. That's the thing. But I would just go into the woods, I remember. I wouldn't, like, play with, like, rockets in, like, the field or whatnot. I would, like, push trees over and look for cool rocks. <laughs> but... Cole goes and hides in the crawl space, the scary crawl space. Sonia's walking around, goes in there looking for him. He's hiding under like a tarp, and she doesn't find him, but there's bugs crawling everywhere. He's being real still. She goes to leave, and look, this is by no fault of Cole's. A tarantula crawls onto the trap and gets splatted in it, and she well, thinks it's Cole and turns around. No, there the tarantula's crawling on his blanket, and he thinks that he's okay to like flip it off. So he flips it off oh, his blanket. Okay. It hits the trap. But also, a tarantula could have just walked into the trap. Yes. So, yeah, with her turning around being like, I know exactly where you are, even though I was, like, literally just standing over you and basically poking you. <laughs> yep. And she goes after her, but Cole gets away, lights the rocket, shoots it in while she's still in there, but it misses her. It's still just burning away in there, locks her in, and we get the whole bug spray and rocket explosion, and I love the, like, stunt double or dummy that flies back for Cole right here. Well, this is one, this is one of the scenes where Cole got outside. Yes. Run anywhere. Why are you going back to the house? Before running to the, like, back under the crawl space, he ran to the shed the very first thing you should have done is book it down the street, like go a couple streets over diagonally, knock on a door and be like, Hey, I need to call nine one one. There's been a murder. Yeah, exactly. Why are you running back under the house and doing all this? Okay. Sure. For the movie. This is what well, like, he lives right across the street, dude, go over there. Exactly. He gets like blown back, but he's not like singed at all. It's like, okay, it is funny where, like, he locks her in because he, like, screws the uh, um, crawl space, like, hatch back in, and she's, like, stabbing through it. Yeah, it is, he's resourceful, this kid. Yeah. But Max walks up to him at this point after he's just been, like, nearly blown up, like, did you just kill Sonya? Wow, like, he's impressed with him. And also, this scene with Max, I just do not get whatsoever. Because Max has him. Like, yes. Max has Cole. Because Cole's even like, you're the quarterback of the football team. I'm not going to outrun you. And Max is like, you got to try. And then, of course, he, like, runs and there's a fight. And then, like, Max is, like, choking him out, about to kill him. And then you hear, like, the one bully, like, throwing eggs at Cole's house. And Max, for some reason, takes this personally and it's like, you gotta go stand up to him. Go over there and, like, give him what's what. Go on. Why doesn't Cole just run? Just run away. <laughs> because he like, knows Max is gonna catch him if he does. <laughs> the bully kid has a bike. Like, you can at least, like, run up to him, push him over, steal his bike, go away. Yeah, true. But there's so many times Cole could get away, but he decides not to. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have a movie, Brett. Suspension of disbelief. But you can, like, write around that. You ha you can make it where he can escape for whatever reason. Several times he's alone and can leave, and he decides to go back to the house. I think in his weird young kid mind, he also still cares about B and, like, wants to talk to her about what the fuck and everything, too. 
Yeah, he's still like, maybe, like, if I save her, she'll be my girlfriend, and she'll, like, give me a smooch. Exactly. <laughs> but he tries telling the bully what's going on, and the bully obviously doesn't believe him and smashes an egg on his head, and it doesn't go well. But Max oh. comes up and like, hey, good try. You know, you'll get him next time. Starts chasing him again. We get to the treehouse, and Colt climbs up the treehouse, and Max is at the bottom making Jason noises. Oh, but the wrong ones. He's going, yeah. shh, 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 ha, ha, ha. It's key, 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 ma, 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 motherfucker. Another yeah. point gone. Fuck you, movie. But does this seem like the guy who would know? No. I'm actually more appreciative of they give him the pedestrian version. Yeah, no, what? not whatsoever. He's like, uh, Freddy's my favorite, is one of those kind yeah. of people. That don't really know horror. Like, you know the people that, like, they love Freddy, and they're not actually really horror fans. They just like, oh, Freddy's a name. Freddy is. Let's back up on this. You're going to alienate half of our listeners, too. No, this is pointed at a single person. Don't listen to this, le- listeners. This is pointed to someone who's been on the show before. Are you going after Rob? Yes. Okay. This love of Freddy. Ooh. I get an angry message in the group chat about this. <laughs> I can't wait till he listens. Hi, Rob. But, but yeah, Cole's at the top, and Max just climbs up the rope, and he's about to kill Cole, but the treehouse breaks. Max falls right by the rope and just gets hung by the rope. He, like, Looney tunes his way into being hung. Yes. B sees him and just starts shooting at him with a fucking shotgun, and he runs over to Melanie's house. Once again, it's like, this this isn't in the middle of the woods. This is like a cul-de-sac. And you're just shooting guns off. And no cops are coming. That is true. He's over at Melanie's house. B comes in with a shotgun. Him and Melanie are hiding. They get into the bathroom. They're like, okay, I think we're okay. Let's stay here. And Melanie kisses him. Cole runs out. And he's like, I got to take care of this. You stay safe. Goes out of the bathroom and tries to lock her. He's like, <laughs> well, the locks are inside the bathroom. He's like, oh, that makes sense. But it was a nice gesture. Very romantic. Yeah, she's just like... Thank you for, like, the gesture. Like, next time, maybe we can make out. Yes. <laughs> he gets back to the house, and the house is normal looking again. Look, they've done this before, because they were yeah. on top of the cleanup. Well, this is once again. Cole, go, why Why are you going back? I kind of get what you mean, maybe, with the bee thing. But even then, you know she's evil. She killed the yeah. nerd at the very beginning. She started all this. Like, yeah. why are you going back to the murder house? Then you're wandering around and it's like, everything's normal? Was it made up in my mind? It's like, oh no, there's dead Allison in the cheerleader uniform. Quote unquote yep. dead. He sees her and he's sneaking around and he finds the ancient book. He's flipping through it, but then Allison attacks him and they're wrestling and he grabs the boob wound. I don't think yeah. sexually, you know, just like in any movie, you press into like a bullet wound. Oh, great. But she's so offended by it. He's like, oh, oh. No, 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 that's not what I meant. This part did have me laughing really hard, actually. This part was funny. Yeah, because he's like, I didn't do it sexually. I did it to defend myself. And she's like, I'm going after you, but I didn't grab your dick. <laughs> but Cole starts like telling her, like, no, you don't need to be doing all this. What's your dream? Like, I wanted to be a journalist. You'd be a great journalist Which- and all this stuff. Which is obtainable. It's yes. not like this insane dream of like I want to have like two hundred billion dollars or something. It's like I want a, a journalist. Technically, every town has journalists. Yeah, you for your local paper. But this flattery doesn't work. She attacks again. We get the kitchen knife fight, and Cole goes for the knife that's in the dishwasher. We saw the dad put in there earlier when he was cleaning yeah. his car with it. And oh. then we cut to the parents <laughs> in the hotel with the saddest hand job in the world. It's like dad's like scrolling on his phone, not even paying attention. Mom's not even looking at him. Yeah, it's not even like a good hand job where like she's all into it and you're all into it. Sometimes that's nice. No, it's like both of them are completely disconnected. Of, like, he might as well just go in the bathroom and do it himself. But this is what they're getting away for. This is, like, their big <laughs> vacation. They're not even having, like, wild sex all over the room. It's just, like, a pity hand job. 
And they're like, oh yeah, hey, I moved the dishwasher, the knife from the dishwasher, I put it back in the knife block. And then it cuts back to the fight, and Allison gets the knife, and she's about to kill Cole, but her head's just blasted off her shoulders by B with the shotgun. Yeah, which at this point, I'm like, where is she coming from? I'm like, I'm guessing all these other young people are like, just brand new, and they're disposable to her. But, like, she even said at the very beginning, like, Cole is, like, our factory of, like, the pure, innocent blood. Yep, exactly. And she goes, like, says something about shit, now I have to go to a new town and start all over again. And this makes me, is she, like, super old and immortal? That's what I was waiting for. Because I was waiting for Cole to do something, like, destroy the book, or, like do something else where like, Oh, maybe time runs out and all of a sudden she's not like super hot Samara weaving. She's like thinner lady. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Cole threatens to burn the book. I know this is what you want and everything and all this kind of stuff. She tries explaining the ritual to him. He's like, I'm not the first kid. Am I? She shakes her head. No, she tries recruiting Cole to join her. Dude, do it. What, What? Do it. Oh, you're going with the Satan-like lady that was just trying to kill you five minutes ago? Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I do not trust you. At some point, I'm going to want to go to sleep. And if we're going to, like, team up, then you're going to be, like, close by. You're going to want more, like, pure blood. It's like, okay, I'm immediately going to have to do something to, like, dirty my blood. I need to fuck something or do, like, heroin. Like, something to, like, dirty my blood up where you don't want it anymore. I'll do it right away. I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) Take me some more weaving. (laughs) But she tries recruiting cool, and like I said, it doesn't work. He runs and lights the book on fire, and he takes off. And then he runs across the street back to Melanie's house again, Steals the neighbor's midlife crisis car. Yeah. We are the champions by Queen Kicks on. And it's slow motion as he's driving the car. He finally <laughs> has the confidence and everything. One, it's I just love the music for it. Like, it's just perfect for this moment. And the second movie is called The Babysitter Killer Queen, which is also a Queen song. Oh, very nice. But he drives the car oh. over, hits, I don't know what, there's a random fucking ramp. No, they're, it's set up in the beginning of the movie, because when uh, B pulls up to the, his house with Cole at the uh, very beginning, she's like, oh, you're taking down your treehouse? Oh, and yeah. He's like, yeah, well, you know, that's a that's kid stuff. I don't care. And she's like, oh, there's plenty of good memories in that treehouse, probably. He's like, yeah. Like, I've, I looked at a Playboy there once. I, I smoked half a cigarette and then coughed a lot. Dude, I will, what I want to give this movie props on is they set up everything in the beginning, actually, yeah, now that that one's taken care of. They did a very good job at setting up everything. They did great, like, setting up and paying off, for sure. Yes. Even with the knife and the pity hand job thing was funny. Yes. But the car lands right on B, and he gets out, well, and she's pinned under the car and, like, dying. It's so great, because she's, like, putting the book out, and she just looks up, and, like, through the dining room window, she sees a car coming at her. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, you never told me your intergalactic dream team. So, Cole's intergalactic dream team was Admiral Adama. Adama? Adama? I thought it was, a. what's, um, Padme. Wasn't it Padme? No, it wasn't. Amidala. Amidala. No, that wasn't it. It was wasn't Amadala. I'm pretty sure it was yeah. Amadala. Okay, it was something like that. <laughs> Data from Star Trek, I think. It's a, yes. a good pick. Data is extremely smart, and he is also very strong. Predator for the muscle. It's dumb pick. Great He's going to pussy out and kill himself. And then he says, and Cole and B. And she goes, I didn't say we were allowed to pick ourselves... And then she gives a cheesy but very fitting line, but the plot twist is, I am the big bad. Yeah. And she goes to do the E.T. fingers, but is unreturned by Cole. He just says, Good on bye. You, Cole. Like, I fuck E.T. I don't like that movie anymore. 
<laughs> he says bye and leaves. Cops and ambulance arrive. I love the neighbors yelling to the police, protect and serve! Protect my car! Look what happened! And all this kind of Look stuff. At, at the beginning, he's screaming something about NASCAR, and he has like a number on the side of his car, which is even more cheesy than just having the car itself. <laughs> yes. Um, the bullies are back and like, Cole killed somebody! Because <laughs> it's something about like, Cole took down like a satanic cult and killed 50 people and the main bullies are come on guys he's not cool but the bully like uh tag along people the bully friends are like no we're friends with him now and they put their like arms off like hey oh you <laughs> and his parents show up and run over the main bully's bike and they're up to him he goes i don't need a babysitter anymore well this is also such a weird kind of scene that stands out because it doesn't make a whole, like, cinematically okay, but even there it's kind of out of place, where, like, the parents rush over, it's like, what happened? Like, imagine that. Like, you're a parent, you rush over to your son, they're, like, surrounded by police cars, there's a car inside your house, your kid is covered in blood, and then your kid just stands up and walks away, is like, I don't need a babysitter anymore. It's like, cool, get the fuck back over here. What the fuck happened? <laughs> like, no, that's not an answer. <laughs> exactly. And then we hit credits. Did you catch the post-credits scene? Yeah, I scrubbed real quick to see if there was one, and I figured there would be because there's a babysitter too. Yes. But what, and did she take out a fireman, right? Yeah, B kills a fireman. Yeah, fucking B, come on, what's your issue with firemen? Um... Yeah, and then that's the babysitter. By the way, I just want to throw out, I watched this on a really cool Blu-ray copy. Look, mm. Netflix, if you release your stuff physically, I will buy it. Perfect. If you're not going to, I don't trust streaming only stuff from <laughs> movies I really like. I will find a way to get it. Believe me. Even just today, I saw an example online of a show that's on Netflix where they cut some things out that had had there's not even like offensive dumb things that it makes sense of like taking out words or whatever sure but it's like just talking about like the pentagram or something and they took that out it's like that's why people want physical media because that's there forever it's not just like oh well today we're going to get rid of this episode of the show you like because Yep, so just say, Netflix, if you release these things physically, I'll buy it your way. If not, yep. I'm getting my hands on them one way or another. Yar har har, swab my deck. <laughs> but that's the babysitter. Yeah, fun watch, worth at least one watch. Like I said, first time I ever saw it, I had a good time with it, but there's quite a few things where I was like, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But overall, it was a fun story. Good, I'm glad you liked it. Um, and then, I think that's pretty much all I got on it. I really enjoy this movie quite a lot. I will watch it again for sure, I know that. Um, Count of the Dead time? Yeah, it's going to do the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Alright, the Throbbing the Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with the babysitter? Were there six? Six? I think. We got eight. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, there were some decent ones in this that were actually, like, pretty gruesome and whatnot. They didn't shy away from the blood. No, I don't I think this is another example of not a Netflix-produced, a Netflix-acquired movie. Exactly. What was your favorite kill? Oh. I've, I, it, I honestly might be the cop with the fireplace poker through the eye, because he kept going. And that was gruesome by itself. That and the nerd with the two knives in the head. I love that it, they didn't just immediately drop over. Like, it's so much more fucked up. They're, like, still going, but their brain's fucked up. I think my, mine might have been the John Fall and onto the award mm. thing. I don't know, something about that. I was yeah. like, oh shit, here we go. That was cool through, like, the neck. Yeah. Well, that's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. We're going to get into my ratings from Dimension Z. Uh, so basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I'll come up with that thing right now. Because this movie is all about, like, babysitters and whatnot. I never really had, like, 
this kind of babysitter. Like, if my parents had me babysat, it would be, like, by a relative. Or, like, I would go over <laughs> to a friend's house. Grandma isn't exactly the same as Samara Weaving. Exactly. Um, Or it'd be, like, I would go over to, like, my buddy's house in elementary school to spend the night, that night kind of okay. thing. Um, gotcha. We use their computer to look at porn, because then I won't get in trouble. <laughs> So I never really had, like, a bee Samara Weaving type babysitter. Where, like, the, like, hot, like, a uh, girl that's, like, a few uh, years older than me comes over. And, like, spends the afternoon and, like, she puts me to bed at some point and whatnot. Like, I never had that. But let's say, in that world, babysitters. Like, okay. what you're going to be doing that night with, like... Uh, the B type character that's coming over to babysit you. Okay. So a number one version, the worst kind of thing that a babysitter is going to do is try to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. That's correct. Try to sacrifice you to Satan and like take your blood and whatnot. That's pretty terrible. Dying is one of the worst things, probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Like they like. Or, like, they, like, drug you where, like, you can't feel anything, but you're conscious, and they, like, slowly, like, cut limbs off and, like, eat you in front of you or something real <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, that, that'd be bad. Like, yeah, but then they're like, they're like, oh, I didn't even think this over. I have to eat, uh, like, a whole person's worth of meat in, like, a whole, in, like, a night. I'm already full, and I'm only, like, one leg down. <laughs> <laughs> um... 10, a number 10 version of a babysitter, like, they're coming over with snacks, they let you have maybe a few beers kind of thing, you're just watching horror movies all night. Oh, yeah. I'm giving the babysitter right in the middle a 5 out of 10. Um, I hate the E.T. reference. That took a point <laughs> away. Um, and also, there's several times Cole could have just ran away and gotten away. Which I know for a movie he needs to stay in the area, but there's so many movies that have this kind of thing, and they are able to write around like, well, they could just run away and no one would find them. Yeah, true. You can hide out till morning. But it was worth at least one watch, I would say. I will want to watch the sequel. Good, I'm glad to hear that. I went significantly higher than you. I went seven babysitters out of ten. Okay. I, I really like it. I've talked enough about it. Though. Yeah, it's really fun to me. Uh, definitely not frightening in the slightest, but I had a great time watching it. Fun. In the same way, yeah. like, The Gate's fun or Ready or Not, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Now, like I said, I think Ready or Not, I gave that a 10. I loved Ready or Not. But that was fun. Yeah. And that's all I think I got on The Babysitter, dude. Yeah, that's all I got. Nice pick. I'm glad I got to see another movie I've always wanted to see, but never, like, made myself watch. See? Greg Month isn't a bad thing when you trade me all of your picks to cover Howard Stern movie. No, I'm very happy with Howard <laughs> Stern movie. Yes. Bubba Booey! Bubba Booey! Howard Stern's penis! Bubba Booey! Um, but unless you have anything else on The Babysitter. No, that's it. Alright, well, we hope that The Babysitter has left your brain throbbing with horror. Well, wasn't that a wild and wacky episode? If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, you can also support the show by going onto our Tee Public site and checking out any kinds of the merch that we have on there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok thing those kids are on, and YouTube. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. And remember to throb on.